Welcome to the latest Marketing Matters podcast from us here at BSA Marketing. Um, there's a lot of talk goes on about digital marketing and all the things you can do through the internet, but I think we mustn't forget that uh, marketing is a much wider world than just the internet. And so today we want to look at one of the perhaps more well, seen as more traditional sides of marketing, and that's that's PR and what sort of role it has in, in today's marketing for a small business. And uh, as usual, I've got uh, Duncan Wright with me here. Hello. And uh, good to have you here again, Duncan. And um, I'm always here. <laughs> I never leave. <laughs> Don't I know. So, um, so, PR. First of all, what does, in your world, what does PR actually stand for? Because I think you, people bandy the, the, the letters around, but it means different things to different people. So what's your take on it? Well, before I start that, if I can just... Uh, just hop back. We've just actually, uh, I think we ought to uh, just mention the fact that we've just enjoyed a very nice beef and onion sandwich from our uh, local butcher. And I think uh, giving the local butcher a call out here is good because he is very good. It's John Metric. And the other reason I did that is that is PR. If he had come along to you and told you what a wonderful butcher he was and he had a website, that would be advertising. But the fact that I've done it as part of our podcast is PR. Or that's, that's the way I see it. Anyway. I don't know, but you've, you've avoided my, my critical question, which is, what does PR actually stand for? And I think because it's, I've heard it referring to public relations, press relations, press releases, and um, I guess it's any and all of those things. But nowadays, in, in back 20, 30 and more years ago, it was it was a fairly simple world. There was the press, be that the regular trade, uh, the regular newspapers and magazines or trade press. So specific um, magazines dedicated to particular industries or what have you um, with our old friend, the Internet, obviously the capability for pretty much anybody and everybody to publish themselves has just gone through the roof. And so um, the, the opportunities to have your voice uh, through somebody else has just grown in, in, uh, exponentially. So. And, and I think that really demonstrates what is, you say, what is PR? It's about working with existing publishers to to get your message out there. Uh, and whether it was traditionally in the, the um, magazines and offline print, now it's very much digital PR, uh, digital PR with social media and blogs and websites. But it's about when you are telling your story and working with other people, other existing publishers, uh, to tell your story, that then it, that it becomes PR. That's really what I see mm. it. And that was my sort of point with metrics, is you know, by, by engaging with us and us telling his story as a, a podcast publisher, that's PR. Whereas if it had been um, him putting out an advert, that would have been advertising. So, but it's about working with other people, I think, other publishers. And I, I guess in, in whether you're talking PR or advertising, it's um, in both cases you're looking to engage with someone essentially who has an audience and where hopefully that audience is relevant to you and and what you're trying to say. Uh, I think the key difference is that um, obviously an advert is just an opportunity to stand up and shout about how fantastic you are and what your product is or your service is. But PR is a much more engaging process where f fundamentally it is it is vital for the the owner of the, the the PR source, the magazine, whatever the the podcast, whatever it might be, that what the information that's going out is going to be interesting to the listener. 
you know, nobody really tries to make, well, perhaps they do try and make adverts interesting, but that's that's a, a whole different podcast. But um, uh, fundamentally, it is not about trying to say how fantastic I am, but it is trying to, uh, with, with PR, it is about trying to um, tell a story that, that brings everybody in and engages everybody. And, and you're right. And I think uh, one of the big differences now is, uh, my, I used to be in, in the corporate world, as I've said before, and I was responsible for working with PR agencies, and there it was all about press uh, coverage, and we used to uh, get a, a report every month, which was a big book showing all the, the column inches we'd had in the press over the, over the past month. Now, magazines are, paper magazines are dying out, you know, they're still around and still trade magazines are still there, but it's very much now, it's gone digital and, and, and PR is about working with predominantly the online uh, publishers like people who have got good social media followings, influencers who've got blogs and social media, and it's about trying to, trying to engage with those and encourage them to support and tell your story, I think. Yeah, I, th I think we've got to be careful not to um, ignore the, the, the print world completely, because it is an area where, from a, from a practical viewpoint, when it comes to PR, you look at what is the, what's the business model for PR, and traditionally, it is that you have a magazine into which you normally have paid for advertising and then um, perhaps um, curated, but perhaps not directly paid for uh, articles and content. But there is a balance of, of income that makes the thing sustainable, whereas one of the issues with... Um, uh, with the digital world is that in principle everybody thinks it's going to be for free and, and what's happening is that um, that people I mean whether you, whether it's somebody with a blog or it's it's Facebook what fundamentally what they're trying to do is to build a big enough audience that that audience becomes of interest to advertisers so they can start to sell advertising on it and that is more difficult in in the digital world and a few people have been very successful at it but but the problem is because we're used to it all being free when we start to see adverts in our facebook feed or whatever it might be we kind of don't want them there so there's a there's a bit of a conflict but i think they're always going to be there aren't they i mean facebook is is a good example a lot of twitter any social media um, platform the only way that they actually generate in, in any income and obviously Facebook has become has got very good at it Twitter I think struggles a little bit more uh, but he's also trying to do it is by monetizing the content so it's this balance between having good content that people want to engage with and probably not charging for that but then using that following and that the data that they generate from that um, to sell advertising so there is always going to be this relationship between PR um, and the content that the PR generates and advertising and I think it, it's about building that relationship with people um, I mean we were talking yesterday about uh, when you when you're engaging with a publisher you've got to give them something um, and it's about whether do, are you giving them cash or are you giving them good content uh, to help them increase their readership and, and make them more attractive to other advertisers. And, and usually it's a bit of both. Um, usually uh, it depends, of it, but it's about building those relationships with advertisers. And if they're valuable, they're probably going to be worth doing a bit of advertising with. Um, but also your content and your PR will make them more attractive. So it is that sort of the balance and building that relationship with, with publishers. 
I, I think that's right, but it, it leads me on. I, I was um, actually out uh, for a meal with my, my daughter last night, and she let slip into the conversation. At a very trendy restaurant, by the sound of it, as well, which is... Well, <laughs> it was number one on TripAdvisor in Manchester, so we'll see. Um, but uh, she was... Sa- say, if you mention the name of the restaurant, that's PR for them. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, did I? No. <laughs> I wonder why not. Um, that she was, that there, I don't know if people may have seen it, there's been a, an issue on in the press over the past few days about um, MySpace, yes, they are still around, uh, losing pretty much all of their historical information. And my daughter, who is now in her mid to late 20s, saying that when she was a sort of 15, 14, 15, 16-year-old, MySpace was everything, and all she and all her friends following this announcement from MySpace have been going back to MySpace to see what dodgy photos are, are still there. And she said there are still quite a few there, but um, dodgy in a nice way, not in, in any other way. Um, but I, the point I'm making is that's no more than ten years ago, and who's heard of MySpace now? And now we there there is starting to be a move that if you're under maybe or say under 20, do you really have anything to do with Facebook? That that people go through their sort of early to mid-teens where, where you're becoming very digitally aware, and whatever is the leading um, platform of your time is the one that you stick with. But the next generation don't want that. They want the next one. So whereas the traditional PR where you can have a, you know, you have newspapers that have lasted for hundreds of years, magazines that certainly last for decades that the the, the uh, lifespan of, of a, a typical digital platform looks like it might be scarily short yeah. i mean we're, we're only learning this stuff now but will facebook be here in 10 years time yeah I, and, and i think it, it's whether it's moving from um the print world of 10 15 years ago to digital or moving from uh, one social media platform to another that as you say that the the media and the the actual partner the publishing uh, partners will change but ultimately the idea that there is a platform that has an audience that you can create content and through that content and through that platform reach the audience that is going to be the same and I, I, I also like to put a few stats in this and I think there's an interesting one here that apparently 87% of PR executives don't believe that public relations will describe their work in five years time and I think it's about this the, the, the skill that they have which is about telling someone's story and engaging with people to tell that story will still be there but it'll probably be doing it in a very different fashion and I think that's what it's, it's about knowing what the core of what you're trying to achieve is and then looking at the platforms and the tools that are available and using uh, using tying the two together and so PR is no different in that. It's about it's about telling your story use, uh, with the, the help of publishing partners. But exactly how that will look will change from day to day and year to year. Yeah, I, and I think another big change that we're seeing is that the traditional, you know, PR is the world. The traditionally is the world of the long lunch break. Where and the, I once had a, peer, a long lunch with my pair, but we had to engineer it because they were dying out when when that happened. But I did do it once, and it was very enjoyable. But that the the, the nature of the PR company was to um, foster strong relationships with, with editors and and key people within these magazines and uh, and and papers and journals. And 
but now, as Duncan was saying, that that the the print world is is dying. It, it's or it's if you know if it's not dying, it is much contracted to what it was, and and many of these these journals are relying on two or three people working very hard to keep them going and there's just no time or expense accounts for long lunches anymore so it's not a case of well i'm the man who's got the ear of these editors of these big journals and so you need to to work through me to get access to them we all have much more access and if we've got a good story to tell there are people desperate to, to hear it and to publish it mm. and i think just to sort of uh, conclude i think there are a couple of other stats which are, are quite interesting um and that is that 96 percent of b2b buyers and 70 percent of consumers prefer to get their stories and their, their information about a brand from content rather than from advertising and uh, there's another one which is big stat is 247% of millennials are influenced by blogs and by by social media so actually using uh, these tools to get your message out there is a vital part of of marketing and it's really just about finding the right tools and the right partners to engage with who who have an interest in your message and if their their readers have an interest in your message then you should be interested in them so i think pr is in my book pr is definitely there um oh, and undoubtedly but it, it is also i think the principle of um wanting to get stories out to people who you know let's face it want to hear those stories is is absolutely there but but it is it is fraught with uh with potholes on the way because i mean we're hearing it now about so-called influencers that we quietly find that pe they're being paid to promote things and 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 effectively they are they are misleading people in um, the impression they give is that they are um, talking about a particular product or service because they I think, uh, think, I think we maybe should add they might be misleading people we don't wait for any lawyers that are yeah. listening <laughs> um, yeah okay they, 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 uh, they are allegedly <laughs> misleading people um, because actually they are getting some sort of compensation for for mentioning the products yeah. on the point of which I might say we have ha we have had no compensation whatsoever for our uh, metrics meat sandwiches which were very good and we did <laughs> we have paid full price for them and we continue to pay full price for them though if he's looking to sponsor a uh, podcast we'd be more than open to offers <laughs> of course and I think just to, to finish off I think we, we always like to try and finish with some tips uh, and some practical things you can do from so from a PR point of view what tips have we got for, for listeners today? I would say, I mean, I would my, my tip for anything and everything in marketing, and that is just do it, because we've, we've talked quite regularly about the need to um, have messages, create content and get them out there. Effectively, once you've created the content, why not try and spread it more widely? So um, get to know which are the digital or even print magazines and journals that match your your particular sector and look to send stuff to them send them an email try and contact them try and engage with them um they are looking for content and if your content is good and interesting the chances are you may well get a response okay and mine would be have a plan uh, and and to create we talk about a content calendar or a content strategy create create that plan so you know what story you're trying to tell and look at planning content that tells that story 
Uh, and if you wanted to uh, some uh, pointers on this, if you go and look at our website, www.bsamarketing.com, you will find uh, details on content calendars and uh, information on building content strategies. So I recommend go and have a look at that and start building a content calendar. Yeah, I, I can only um, reiterate what, what Duncan has just said. Planning is everything. I think I see quite a lot in this world that people set off at a canter doing something, but with no real structure to it. And the danger is when it doesn't work quite the way they were expecting, they just stop. And that is a crying shame because I think I've seen good businesses fail because people don't stick yeah. at it. And we'll finish with a quote from uh, Sir Richard Branson. Uh, everybody will know him. Publicity is absolutely critical. A good PR story is infinitely more effective than a front page ad. So we'll leave you with that. And um, if you want to know more, you can find us, as I say, on uh, www.bsamarketing.com. Uh, we have a Twitter feed, BSA Marketing. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, and that's about it. So and subscribe to our podcast. We'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks' time. But until then, happy marketing. Goodbye from me too.